Hi, happy day. I'm Dave Butler. <laughs> happy day, Dave. What's I'm, your name? I'm Stephen Tager. Welcome to the Revival Podcast. This is so cool. We're almost through um, the first season, I guess. Is that what we want to call them? We haven't even decided. Y'all, we just jumped into this, so yeah. we have no names for anything, but we're through almost a general conference again, and that's kind of what uh, is the, what do you say? It's what runs, it's our organization, because Stefan really needs someone to keep him organized, <laughs> so if he doesn't have a good organizational structure, he just, you could potentially... Just go off the door handle. What's that phrase? I, I don't Fly know. Fly off the coop or whatever. I, I can't just remember. have picked Dave Butler to bring me order and structure into my life. And yeah, it's just, you know. that was a wise choice. <laughs> but if you are, if it's your first time, hi, because uh, we're happy you're here. And we go through and talk about, oh, how faith is not dumb. <laughs> just the principles and the patterns of living a life of faith that are thrilling and give life. That's where the whole revival thing came from. Uh, that we uh, we just need good news. This is a good news brand podcast, if you don't know, and we're leaning into that and saying the world needs more good news. And so we're pulling out the best of the best from conference talks, the good newsy parts, and just uh, talking about how cool it is to live a life of faith. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, today we are President Ballard's talk, Remember What Matters Most, which I already love and I love President Ballard so much because he reminds me of my pom-pom, my grandpa. That's what we call him, pom-pom. Oh, awesome. What do you call your grandparents? Um, I call them grandma and grandpa, but my kids call my dad opa. German, the German he's, part? He's German, yep. Did and he demand mom. that? Or he just, he just like, <laughs> was that just? He yelled it in German. <laughs> you will. <laughs> uh, no, I actually think it was just really sweet. and It is sweet. You know, just a thing that happened. And my mom is grandmother grandmother oh official yeah, yeah official and then, and then my other the other side it's grandma and grandpa uh, it cute. actually it keeps things clear you know yeah who you're talking about right i appreciate yeah. that yeah. yeah and so every time he talks i'm like oh there's my pom-pom he just is this he's the grandpa of the church elder ballard that's a good way to say it. don't you think yeah like yeah. i'm just like you are the grandpa of the whole church and so in this talk i was like oh when it was done i was just like oh i'm so endeared i just am endeared yeah, I, I love Elder Ballard, and I can't remember him, like I can't remember a time when he wasn't speaking in conference. He's just been one of those steady voices of faith throughout our, our whole lives. Right, right, you know? right. right. Uh, and he gives this, he talks about his wife at the beginning here, which actually I was so intrigued by because he says how many years it's been since she's passed away, and uh, four and a half, four and a half years, and just talks about the truths that have uh, helped him um, mourn through that and mourn in a hopeful way through that, which I was just like, it just, when I read, I, I don't, maybe it was the emphasis of his talk. I don't know, but just listening to it made me think how lucky I feel to know some of the things that I know that just ground me in, in hope. You know, I yeah. was just like, I think I've taken that for granted a little bit just because I grew up in the water of it. You know, right. I just grew up in it and have just taken for granted how, the things I just consider like simple, like, yeah, 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 I know that actually have a profound way in keeping my soul buoyant. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever been to a, a funeral where people are not of faith, and um, it's a different experience, you know. And yeah. both, both funerals, people are sad, they're mourning, 
Which but, they should be. Well, Sometimes should be. it bothers a, me when people are like, it's, it's fine, it's fine. I'm no. like, stop, death is our enemy, <laughs> okay? Like, and Jesus <laughs> overcame it. So, like, don't, it's not fine. But right. yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, and, and, uh, and sometimes I think we forget, like, oh, what would it be like to not have gospel truths in my life? How would I respond emotionally? What would be my first reaction to a lot of the experiences I have? And they would be different. They really would be. Yeah, I actually love funerals. Do you love them? Um, that, that, um, you don't have to, but I do. I, that's just, I should say that as a statement. I was a leading, I led the witness. I love funerals, period. Stefan, what are your feelings on funerals? Um, I like them. They're particularly meaningful. Um, it's a really good time to hear talks, sermons. People are ready to listen. It's powerful. But I'm curious, why do you, why do you like them, Dave? Oh, okay. Well, part of them I hate because I hate goodbyes. So yeah, that's yeah. true. But I also love them because I leave and I think... Well, I think about this, actually this title, it makes me remember what matters most. Mm. Like I leave it and I think I, I want to be a, a, a person who impacts others for good. Like I want to spend my money and I want to spend my time on things that genuinely matter. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's how I want to, mm. it just re-centers my whole like priorities and uh, there's something about it that it, you're just like, wow, you have a certain amount of years on this earth and you, and you have uh, cer- and you have people in your path that you can have an impact on and like take advantage of it seize the opportunity to do that i just yeah. i i read this uh, thing the other day about this guy who was just like um, I don't know if the story is true. You know, it could have been like a chicken soup for the soul. I don't know. Are those true? <laughs> Maybe they are too. <laughs> but where he just said like, hey, what can I do more in my life, you know, to, you know, for my soul's sake? And the answer back to is like, oh, sp- you know, spend more time in cemeteries, like walk through them. And I think that the idea of that is the same of why I love funerals. You yeah. know, it just gives you a chance to be like, okay, this person uh, lived their life and how do they live? It almost makes you, it begs the question. Like it reminds you like my time on this earth is short and what am I teaching and how am I living? In fact, he says that he tells, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. um, Death and some people talk about how death in some sense is what actually makes life meaningful because we have a limited time. Yeah. And then we have to make choices about what are we going to be in this world during this. In the days you have. Like the they days actually, that we they have, have like right. an expiration. Right. And and uh, Stephen Covey in his book, Seven Habits, when before he introduces Habit 2, which is all about deciding what your whole life is going to be about, you write this personal mission statement. And the first thing he has you do is picture your own funeral, which is kind of intense and graphic and, and hard. But it's really grounding and healthy to kind of remember like, yeah, this is we're limited, and I gotta make this count. Right? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Keep going. No, no, no. That's perfect because he when he talks about his wife passing, he talks about on her headstone, all the kids put lessons on her headstone that she wanted them to remember. Mm. Which I'm like, so that good. It's such a rad idea. Mine would say, clean the house. <laughs> <laughs> Dad always said, "Did you do your zones and chores?" <laughs> yeah. You know that's how we that's how we call it. You know, like, oh man, I don't have time to ask about what a zone is, but I'm going to afterwards because I'm like, what in the world is that? And I feel like I could use okay, it. Okay, ten seconds. Ready? This okay, is what yeah. a zone is. Okay, each kid has a certain zone of the house that they have to clean up. Ah, that's what, and then they have chores as well. You know? Okay, 
It's the and then German it elimi- me. I listen, can't help no, 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 but it eliminates. Order. Like, I didn't make that mess. Right. And it's like, I know. It doesn't matter. Just the zone is yours. And other people have your mess in their zone. Yeah. <gasps> That's for, good. For $9.99, I can give you more printing, parenting tips. If Get it at stephensparentingtips.com. <laughs> That's, That's not a thing. It should be. Um, all right. And one of the lessons that's on that headstone is what matters most is what lasts longest, which seems just really simple. And I love one aspect that that I love is versus like what's new. I feel like we have a uh, maybe a cultural propensity. Whoa, y'all, that was Dave Butler saying cultural (laughs) propensity, not (laughs) Stefan, who's the smart guy now. Um, toward oh wait what's new what's different like i like you know keep me on the edge of my seat like move the move the camera angles quicker you know just what's new and and i i think it's neat to think about okay but what actually what lasts beyond this life what's lasted over hundreds and even thousands of years like i love considering like there's something about like sometimes an improvement is great but there's something about those things that have lasted forever yeah, and in fact, what makes uh, new things exciting and fun is the fact that they're new. Right. And humans, they need both. They need uh, stuff that are new experiences and learning new things, but they also need a whole lot of structure, a whole lot of uh, consistency. It's just healthy. It's just the way we're built to have structure, order, and focus on the things that last the longest. And then and then we can also you know put in things that, uh, bring newness to our life, but the happiest lives have both. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Teach everyone that smart stuff that you've taught me about, like what actually makes something matter. Like we have a, we have a cultural definition of what makes things matter. And then anyways, I think people would love to hear that. The reason why this connects with this talk so much is because Elder Ballard says, remember what matters most and right there is I mean, implicit in what he's doing is he's claiming to tell people as an apostle of Jesus Christ what matters most. And right now in our culture, one of the things that we're really struggling with is that people think that they can sort of choose their own sense of meaning and purpose. Now, now we decide for themselves, decide for themselves. Right now we have we have to we have to be really cautious here because individuality and personal gifts absolutely play a role in finding our purpose and discovering our purpose. But um, it's sort of popular to say in pop culture, like, yeah, I discover what's meaningful for me and then I live that out. But um, I, I've quoted this before in quite a few episodes ago, I think uh, way earlier in the podcast, if I remember correctly, but there's a philosopher named Ian Thompson and he says, if I decide that something matters solely because I, because I decide that it does, I can also decide that it no longer matters. Mm. And if I decide if something matters, then I'm not actually, in a sense, pushing up against reality. What apostles and prophets are trying to do, what Scripture is trying to do, and ultimately what Jesus is trying to do, is trying to reveal to us what actually is real, what actually is, uh, how do humans flourish and live in the world, and what actually matters. And so the best sense of purpose comes when I sort of realize what reality is calling for me to do. And God is calling me to do within that reality. And that's where gifts and my own talents play a part because Elder Ballard is going to lay out the foundational aspects of what it means to be a flourishing human, yeah. right? Or son of God, child of God, daughter of God. But it, he, but within that, we also have our own unique gifts and identity. So when those two things come together, that's, that's really the sweet spot. You know? So if I understand right, the way I've understood when you've said this to me before is 
that what matters most is actually a call from something else. Like someone, we would say, yeah, has declared what matters most and calls us into that. Instead yeah. of it coming from inside of me, right. that this is what matters, but something outside of me. It has to be that way. Otherwise... Right. Because if I just decide that it matters, then, then tomorrow I, you could decide it doesn't. Then it doesn't matter. And for something to matter by definition, it has to be more consistent than that. Right. Right. It has to be more solid than that. Yeah. And so people who study this kind of thing are looking for what pushes back, what is calling to us, what is what are the demands that are being made upon us. And I know that that's not a very popular, fun word, but what's what's there? What is real? Right. And thankfully, we have Elder Ballard, who's authorized and inspired. To lay that out. And I'm sure as you listen to this, as you listen to the things he's going to point, you're going to be like, yeah, that's true. Right. That just, that just that, makes sense. Wait, that's what I thought at the very end. I was just like, you know, somebody could say to me, like, I don't think that matters. And I would just say like, well, then have you lived it? Have you experienced it? Because how, how when I live these things out that he talks about, I can tell it matters. Like no question. Right. No. Question. And I didn't yeah. say that it mattered and I'm not convincing myself that it matters, but like the fruits of it, my own experience say it actually matters. Right. So let's start. This, this is the first one he says. First, a relationship with our heavenly father and his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, is most important. This relationship matters most now and eternity. First of all, he says relationship, right? It's which not, is awesome. It's, which is so good. It's not being afraid of. It's not um, the way Jesus says it in John. He says, you are no longer my servants, but you are my friends, right? And so, yes, we serve God like we serve others, but he's the ultimate object of our service. But in, in, in his goodness and kindness, he actually just calls us into relationship with him. Yeah. And quite, quite radically, as Latter-day Saints, we believe that that relationship will end in us becoming like him, mm. right? In some way that is so beautiful and mysterious and good. But that's foundational. The foundational truth of the universe is that we have a Father in heaven who loves us perfectly and wants us to be free and loving and joyous and, and creative and pure and holy. And, and that's the center truth of all reality. Yeah, and that relationship will be, like relationships are living and, they, and, they, and, they, and there's back and forth and there's, um, it demands things out of you and there's love and there's apology and there's thrill, and there's uh, discovery. Like, I, I just think there's something about, I, I am a big, big fan of the word relationship over like a religion or routine. I see their place, but I wanna look at church, and I wanna look at routine, and I wanna look at habit through the lens of relationship. Yeah, I love that. And when we say demand, this is so important because you said it demands of us, and I actually really like that word. But it can't, for some people, it can mean something sort of like I have to. And people would say, no, a good relationship, you don't feel like you're demanded into it. And that's not what we're saying. What we're saying, and, and you you add to this however you want to say it too, Dave. But if I if I come home from work and I see one of my kids and they and there's and they can I can tell that they're struggling with their homework and I have time, um, the situation calls for that. It demands it in a sense. Not in this right. not, not in like I have to. But that's what's needed, right? Adam Miller just wrote Original Grace. He spoke to the religion faculty, and he said, love means to do what is needed. Mm. And I just wanted to get up and put a crown on his head and say, that was so awesome 
I don't know why a crown, maybe a certificate would have been better. Like, nah, I would take the crown. <laughs> but just say that is such a good way to describe that kind of love. Right. I do what is called, what is needed, right? That's what we mean when we say demand. Right. Love demands it. Relationship right. demands it. Like by, by nature of it, not no one's dictating it. Right. You know? It's like, what the situation calls for. Right. right. And if there is a God, and there, and there is, and if he loves us perfectly, and he does, and if, and if he's given us this beautiful earth, and our lives, and food, and bodies, and the things that happen today, of course, I would talk with him every day on my knees in gratitude and praise for what he's given me. That's, it's just honest to right. pray. It's just true to the situation. Yeah. To yeah. have a relationship with him. Yeah. And it just, there, it just, there's natural rules of relationship. Yeah. You're just like, wait, it's <laughs> just ways of living and responding that either help a relationship flourish or they help it deteriorate. Absolutely. Like that's just the reality of it. Okay, so I, I love that one. And I love that's all he says about it. P.S. It's like, just like, like yeah. this should be like this this is foundational and right. number one. And, um, and then he says, you guys go talk about it forever in your podcast. It's just okay. Um, second thing he says that family relationships are among those things that matter most. And I really, really, really love that. Uh, Elder Ballard includes friends, neighbors into the category of family. So he's just talking about the, the people aspect that where he's just like, we do life together. You experience grace and goodness and God together. You, you you've experienced the love of God through other people. You manifest the love of God to other people. Like there's just like, relationships, friendships, like all of those things. Like, man, I, I don't know how many times I just think to myself. I, so I don't, I don't know if we were talking about this, but we, I came home from one of my Israel tours and I was talking to somebody. What was your favorite part of the tour? Because it changes every time. And it's, that's so fun because something surprises you every time. And I came home from this one tour and I was just like, um, they're like, what was your favorite part? And I was like, oh, we all hung out at a gas station waiting for a bus. And I realized that the reason that was so incredible for me is because the people who were there, I was like, actually the best part of the tour is the people. Mm. Like I love going to all of the places, but the thing that, like I, that I genuinely like yeah. love about the trip is like, oh, we spent and we were at a gas station. Like, we did really cool things. We stood at the 16th century walls of Jerusalem, and we, we, like, did all these awesome things. But it was just, like, also, it's just really rad that people can make a gas station come alive. Yeah, and, and that just goes to show that we genuinely don't need a lot of amazing experiences or money to have happiness. Because laughing in, in the front room, I mean, can I just, uh, in your house, it, that's, that's heaven. I mean, just last right. night. On Tuesday night, it's Huga, Huga night in the Tager household. And so that's that's just when we just kind of hang out and talk. And we have different activities for each night. On Tuesday night's Huga night. And last night we were sitting I'm, out. What is Huga? It's like a word. I don't know exactly what it means. Is it that Sweden yeah, word that people? Oh, and I think oh it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's connected I to like. I see that word a lot. And I don't know how to pronounce connection. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. And so last night we Higgy. were outside. <laughs> <laughs> It's like when you first had to pronounce the word meme, you know, and nobody like, knew. Was it, is it man man? <laughs> yeah, I saw this man man. <laughs> okay. And so we're outside in the backyard. Wait, how do I say it again? Huga? Huga. Okay. Yeah. And so 
We're out in the back. I think. Now I'm questioning myself. <laughs> but I got to get to this part so we sorry, can sorry, sorry, get sorry. to more of the talk. I'm sorry. So, so uh, we're outside in this little fire thing that you actually like turn on. It's one of those fires. So it's not a real fire. And Ella puts her feet up against it. She's six, little toes. And then Abby puts her feet up. And as they're reading a book, Andrew comes out and he's looking at his, his like football cards. And I'm like, that's it. That's it. That's all I need right here. Right. You know, I, right. Don't, I don't need anything else. And so when Elder Ballard says family relationships are among those things that matter most, that's reality. That's not just cute. That's not just nice. It's absolutely just reflects what we are as, as human beings. Yeah. And it's that it's a, it's the people it's people, man, where, yeah. you know, and whether it's around the fire with the kids or it's your friends at the gas station, yeah. You know, who and you just got overcharged for your drinks, but you just like, I it's like just spend like ah, we're yeah. a human family. I love that he expanded that concept of a human family, and I, I I really appreciate the and love our individual core families, you know, like in our own homes and everything. But I also am so endeared to the concept of the human family, like all of us all together. Like, I love it. That's at the heart of sealing is that eventually, now we're not just sealed to our individual families, but eventually the whole human family will be sealed. Elder Ballard, he adds this, nurturing these important relationships is a choice. Why would an apostle say that? Why would he take the time to say that? I think, I think maybe because sometimes people are not as deliberate as they could be about building relationships, right? Yeah. A choice to be part of a family requires commitment, Love, patience, communication, and forgiveness. Right. Okay. The next one is this uh, following the promptings of the Spirit. And he tells this story about that is the most iconic, like <laughs> Latter day Saint classic, like late one cold, snowy winter evening. I was sitting in my bishop's office and has a prompting, you know, strong impression to visit an elderly widow in the ward. And and he just, you know, the story is he justifies it and doesn't go and I'll go in the morning and but couldn't sleep because the spirit was just stirring him. And then the next morning, the daughter answered the door and said, oh, Bishop, thank you for coming. Mother passed away two hours ago. And he just talks about um, how devastated he was. And then this line really got me. He's like, I'll never forget the feelings of my heart. I wept. Who more than this dear widow deserved to have her bishop hold her hand? comforter and perhaps give her a final blessing. And he talks about the lesson that he learned from that. But when I read that, I just thought that is what the spirit prompts us to do. The spirit prompts us to do number one and number two that we've already mm -hmm. been over. And I look and I think about like how you could end your life and look back and you could either have, you know, I don't know, all the things that you want, or you could have the memories of giving a final blessing and holding the hand of someone in your neighborhood that you love. And I, and I just take number two, 10 for 10. Absolutely. He, he says, that's perfect. He says, I testify that following the promptings of the spirit is one of the things that matter most in all our relationships. There's so much advice out there and that's fine. That's great. Learn. But there's something to be said about what would God do? What does his spirit say? Not, not the nagging perfectionist voice, the comparative voice, throw that in the garbage, put it, you know, let the trash people come and pick and just remove that. But it's what does the spirit of goodness and love and truth require of us, you know? And then the last one is he just says, share your, share your witness, share your faith, share your belief, share your testimony. 
because he says a testimony of Jesus Christ born of and strengthened by the Spirit it actually changes lives. It changes the way we think and how we live. And he says, I, I hear a lot of, I, I love and I, uh, what are some of the other words? I can't remember that he says, I'm thankful for, but he says, I want to hear more. This is what I know and this is what I believe and this is what I feel. Can I ask you something, Dave? Yeah. If there were any truths that you feel like you could say, I know about, right? What would you say for you personally, from your heart, from your spirit, you could say, I know that that's true. I know that there's a God in heaven who is engaged in my life, in my interests, with my family, the Father and the Son and the Spirit together. Like I feel watched over. I feel cared for. I feel loved. And and their presence is real. And the impact that they have on my heart and, and situations are are real. Like I just... I, uh, I, I, I can't put a number to it. I can't put a, any sort of data to it, but I just, my lived experience is under the watchful care of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Like it just, I sense them moving and walking like this life path with me. Like as real as you're sitting at this table. Like I, I feel them, I feel their presence. And, you know, anyways. Thank you. Thank you for your witness. Um, yeah, I feel the same way. I, 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 f- I feel like I can say I know God lives. He sent his son to manifest that love for us. Like, i just absolutely sure of that, that Jesus really is the Messiah. And I'm just absolutely sure that the Savior is working uh, through his church the restoration in the latter days to do miraculous things in this world. Yeah. Oh, y'all, there's so many good things about this earth. And so just go and go to school and pay your taxes and go on (laughs) vacations and take out the trash and do all those things. But there are some things that really do matter most. And I think they're the things that give the most thrill, the The most most revival. Most revival. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll see you next week.